Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Royals podcast. Um, Again, hosted by myself, Eric, this week. Um, Paul Mann, the usual host, is celebrating his girlfriend's birthday, so... From all of us in Team EPR, happy birthday, Charlotte. Um, not a classic today, a nil-nil draw with Middlesbrough to discuss. And join me to talk about this for as, as long as possible <laughs> without trying to make it seem too boring. We have Alex. I, I reckon we can drag it out to at least 15 minutes. <laughs> and we also bring some international flavour all the way from Denver, Colorado. It's Mr. Dave Stevens. All right. Thanks for joining Thanks us, Dave. Yeah, it's been a little while since you've been on. We've missed you, definitely. So yeah, definitely not a uh, not a link up with the uh, lack of a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just thinking this ahead of this podcast. You know, I've now destroyed our hundred percent record. So bring back man should be the hashtag after today. Definitely, uh, we need him back. We need a hundred percent. We need our, our winning record back. Anyway, not a classic today, chaps. It was a. Uh, a nil-nil draw. I mean, we do remain unbeaten. We do remain only having conceded one goal. Um, before the game, the starting lineup, um, we ha- made a couple of changes. We brought Ajaria back in, and we also brought Joao back in. What, what did we think of the starting lineup, Alex? Um, I thought it was fine, to be honest. Uh, like, I didn't really see any reason to change uh, change out of what we had. Um, I was maybe a little surprised to see Ajaria coming for Aluko. I, I can understand, obviously, that Ajaria is a much more talented player than Aluko, but um, I think Aluko had a very, very good game last time out, so maybe it was a little surprising to see Aluko dropped straight away. Um, and obviously, he only got 10 minutes at the end. Uh, apart from that, uh, I think a lot of people were calling for Estevez to start, but um, yeah, it would have been maybe harsh from Holmes to, to drop him today. Yeah, and we also had Luca Zhao back in the side after his uh, dislocated shoulder. What what do we think, Dave, of, of Luca Zhao's performance? Do you think he was affected by his injury at all? I don't think he was too affected by his injury. Um, he looked decent out there. Um, I think the problem is we're up against Warnock and he knows how to defend and uh, knew exactly what to expect from Zhao. So... The past games that he's been playing, uh, what we've seen from him just wasn't possible. He didn't have that space. He was getting closed down, and I think they did a number on him today. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And I think, I mean, there's, there's not, there wasn't much to talk about in terms of action in the in the first half. I think in the, we were we had sort of eight shots versus their one, but only one on target, and we had sixty three percent possession. What what did we make of the first half, Alex? I'd say the first. 
10, 15 minutes. Um, Middlesbrough kind of kept it very scrappy. We didn't really look like we were getting on the ball particularly well. Um, there was quite a few misplaced passes, although, although there was quite a lot of potential for opportunities, we never really looked like we were going to take uh, any any real kind of grapple, grapple of the game. Uh, I would say after that, though, we definitely were on top for the remainder of the first half. Um, Holmes got forward quite a lot. His final delivery maybe is a little bit lacking still. Um, we had a couple of chances. I know Elise had that chance during the first half as well, uh, which he kind of dragged, dragged back and set himself up for a chance, but it was a relatively simple save, I think, for um, for the Borough keeper. It, yeah, it was, I mean, Borough didn't really look like they were going to score in that first half particularly, and I think it was probably down to the fact that they don't they didn't look particularly creative, added to the fact that Morrison and Moore, again, had a very good defensively organised game. Yeah, and, and actually quite surprisingly, uh, Middlesbrough made a change at half-time, which I think changed the game. They took a sombre longer off and brought on Johnson on the left-hand side. And I actually thought Johnson looked like one of the more threatening players that Borough had, Dave. What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. I, I was surprised to see it because, you know, we all, we all know the name um, Britta like he He's like that bogey striker. Um, I can only actually remember like three or four times he scored against us, but it feels like he scored a ton against us. Uh, so to see him go off at half-time, I was pretty excited. But Johnson himself looked pretty... Pretty threatening. Uh, he was getting a bit more luck against Holmes. He was getting a little bit more luck, like getting past our, our um, right right side of defence. And uh, more than anything, and I hate to praise him, but you you got to say Warnock just completely killed the threat with his change. Uh, we we didn't really do anything after that um, compared to the the strength we had at the end of the first half. So um, yeah, surprise on the books, but um, yeah, very very good change from him. Yeah, what, what what do we think, Alex? Do you, do you think Neil Warnock was happy with a point and he was more scared to lose the game and so made the change, or do you think it was he was still trying to win the game? I I seem I, I think he might have been a bit negative. Um, I probably disagree. I think it's it's more of a change of system to try and nullify our threat slightly, um, and whilst nullifying the threat, it does it, it stopped Tom Holmes getting forwards and he was in acres of space during that first half and. If, if Johnson was there basically to try and nullify the threat and, and push Holmes back essentially, then I think he's kind of just outmaneuvered Panovic rather than rather than try to sit back and, and just be happy with a point. I think he's he's outmaneuvered Panovic and, and just try to uh, try try to change the game rather than you know settle for a point. Yeah, you you say he outmaneuvered Paunovic, but then Neil Warnock does have four hundred and seventy four more football league losses than Paunovic, <laughs> and, and, and Paunovic still is on zero. So yeah. you know, that's uh, that that is the major positive out of today, I think. Yeah, I think we we had a couple of um, decent chances in the second half, Dave Ajaria with a couple of, of shots. What did you make of of that and and those and his performance? Uh, it was a kind of a mixed performance from Ajaria. Um, he was having some some flashes here and there. At like uh, I think it was a first half. Um, he he managed to kind of bring the ball out of a tight spot in in midfield and and then push the ball out to to Mate. That that was nice. Um, he was having a little bit of luck finding space. Had a few shots um, in the. I think it's the first half. If I'm remembering right. His first shot um, was decent, but 
wasn't really going in. I wasn't too excited about it. But that one in the second half where he hits it with his with his left, I, I'll, I'll admit it. I was up uh, off my seat. I was, thought that was in for sure. And I was very disappointed when it wasn't. Um, you know, he, he, he didn't quite get that breakthrough. He he did seem the one more likely to find something, but it, it didn't come off. Yeah, uh, you think of all of our players, you'd say he were the most likely one to make something happen. But I think the best chance in the game overall was the uh, goal that Middlesbrough scored, but it was offside. Alex, what do you make of that one? It looked a close um, one. Yeah, it does look close. Um, and I, I spoke with, it, with Matt Lansley just before on the Periscope about it. He said it looked offside to him. I kind of disagreed. I think it looks maybe like it could be onside. I think Tom Holmes plays him on. Um, it's a decent finish by Halson, but obviously I think a lot of the early players had kind of stopped once they heard the whistle because it goes very, very early. Um, yeah, if they if they managed to get that goal, then I think it would have been a very, very difficult game for us to break down after that because I think they would have been very, very content to sit back with 10 men behind the ball. Halson obviously had a second chance as well, about, what, 10 minutes later, uh, which more did a pretty good job of actually getting a block away on the line. So Housen definitely was the kind of main, I guess, main threat there in the second half in terms of chances for them. Um, and I think, you know, credit credit goes to the defence again for not really giving any chances up to, to Akbom, who was playing kind of central for them in the second half. Yeah, and I think we, we tried to, to change our players as well. We brought on Pushkas, we brought on um, Semedo for a, for a debut, which is never easy. I mean, he's played in the championship before, but he, he slotted in in like a number 10 position, um, which which I was a bit surprised. At. I thought he was a central midfielder. But what, what did we make of his debut, Dave? Yeah, it was the same as you. When he came on, I thought there was some sort of change around. But um, no, he's up in that 10 and he still dropped back and did a good bit of defending um, and really didn't do a lot wrong. Um, didn't have a lot of time to to do too much, but you know he seems to have a good touch to him, reads the ball well, um, and yeah, as I say, not afraid to come back and help out the team. So uh, hard to say too much on on the length of performance, but yeah, seems decent. Yeah, what would you think, Dave, about going forward? You, there's a lot of competition for places in in midfield, both in the kind of central areas, but also the kind of three that play behind the striker. Who who do you think will be? Playing the most games there in in our kind of midfield five, if you if you ask that, uh, I definitely think at least at is probably guaranteed to play at the moment. He's he's that spark. Panovic clearly likes him. Uh, I think he'll he'll be in there. And then obviously uh, Laurent and Rilamota, like that that combination are, is working so well and gives us so much. I think you'll see the three of those probably start most games. Um, I, th- I think the interesting thing is this bringing on a more traditionally defensive player to play the latter stages of the game in that almost 10 role. Because we had um, Tom McIntyre do it last time out. And uh, it's very interesting to see that. Like It gives you that extra little bit of defensive cover. But then do we sacrifice anything? It's It's interesting. Yeah, and Alex, what do you think about the the team going forward? Because we we also got John Swift to come back in, right? Yeah, um, I don't actually know how John how long Swift's out for. I think it might be until December or January. So 
I guess he's going to miss probably, what, 15 more games, perhaps. Um, I definitely would expect he may take playing most games, most weeks now. I think he had a very, very good game today, in all honesty. He, his touch has improved so much in the past 12, 18 months. Um, it's really quite quite impressive. And he, I think, he, to be honest, as much as I would be probably the first to admit last year, I would not have said I was all that impressed sometimes with Maytay's performances, despite the fact that he was scoring goals. Um, the last, I mean, every game this season he's played so far, which I think he's played four now, he's played very well in all four of them. And he, he links up really well with Xiao. Uh, I'd expect him to start every week at the minute. And then on the left-hand side, um, I mean, Ajari played today, and realistically, I can't see Ajari being dropped. However, you know, not poor, but however perhaps ineffective his performance might be, um, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't create a chance, it's it could be considered ineffective, I guess. He did obviously have those shots that we discussed, but... Um, I don't see Ajari being dropped. So I think you'll probably see Mate and Ajari are kind of out wide behind the striker for the majority of the season. And then once Swift is back, it's a difficult one really to see how they're gonna how, how Panovic is gonna slot everybody in. Um I think we'll probably see Swift kind of ease back realistically now. I don't think it's gonna be rushed back at all with the amount of options we've got there, and then perhaps we'll see Swift come and play in the centre and um, Elise moved out wide, and either Mate or Ajari dropped to the bench. Yeah, it's a it's a, one of those uh, classic cliches of a, a nice problem to have, right? But going back to Mate, I think you know this is somebody who was out on loan in France. Um, you know, clearly not favoured a few years back. He's worked his way back into the team. There's you know videos of him on on social media. Clearly, seems like a very popular character in the dressing room and. And you'd say from his, his play, he was a top scorer last season. And, and this season so far, he's been one of our better players when he came back from suspension. What, what, what do you think of Mate, Dave? It's been fantastic. Yeah, um, he's it's, it's strange to me that he, he never seems to get the credit. Um, early on, you can see why there were some question marks. But, you know, people forget he's very young still as well. Like, you know, he's not 18, but he's he's not pushing on too far. And uh in years anyway and this season he just seems like a changed player like strength um a bit more composure he had maybe one or one or two shots today that maybe i would have suggested he he, he thought about a little longer but the, the, um, the piece of skill he had dave though to faint yeah. out one of the forest players just outside the box was yeah was that drop of the shoulder fantastic yes. yeah. yeah yeah no fully agree and you see all these little pieces like we've often criticized his touch in the past and and that's improved like tenfold um and i think that the interesting thing for me today as well um first half ajari was out on the left and he was out on the right and then halfway through they just swapped sides give the give the defenders something to think about and yeah when you you add that into the link up with Zhao, and yeah he's, he's a quality player like he'll get a number of goals this season again yeah i think he's got real potential to go on to become a, a reading legend if he keeps going if he keeps playing, keeps scoring. Absolutely I mean, the, great to the see. One, the one thing that I think Mate has really benefited from is a proper run in the side at the end of last season. Um, yeah. Even when he's been our top scorer over the last couple of years, he's never really had 10, 15 games running where he's played in the same position with the same players week in, week out. And at the end of last season, he was kind of given that right wing role uh, as his own. 
and he's basically owns that position now. And I know that we were obviously linked with a number of wide players, and we still, I mean, we still are. Um, I'm sure we'll come on to transfers, but Mate's kind of taken that role as his own. I don't think he's going to lose it now. He's he pretty much has given Paunovic like a guaranteed, you know, he's given him a guarantee that he is that player, and he he's it's his position to lose. Yeah, and if you're looking for for positives, right? We we played a number of games that we still only conceded one goal, and that is such a huge difference from where we were last season and a couple of seasons ago. And you know we're still playing with the same central defenders, um, Michael Morrison and Liam Moore. So, what do we think is is changed, Dave? Do we think it's more prolonged sort of time with John O'Shea coaching, perhaps, or do we think Paunovic has added something too? Um, you, you have to think it's probably a combination of the both. Um, maybe it's maybe it was always there with John O'Shea, and and then now you've added in you know Quinn Fortune, and then you've got Poundovich. Maybe Poundovich's focus is better to like let that come through more or something like that. Um, what I will say is, if you tell me this this central uh, central defender partnership would be as solid as it is a year ago even like six months ago like you wouldn't believe it because it just seemed to not be clicking and then now it it's that moment in the game um obviously the the clearance off the line by more there's a communication there one goes one goes and covers um but every time that there's a you know opposition player on the edge of the box looking to cross or every time there's someone coming into the middle it seems like somebody is there and the last three seasons, my biggest complaint is that it always seems like we don't seem to know where the ball's going to come from. No one's out there covering and everything else. It's I don't know what they've been working on in training, and I don't know whether they've started being like best buds off the field or something, but there's that partnership between the two. That is absolutely solid. Morrison yeah. is excellent today as well. I, th- I also think perhaps the, the addition of Josh Laurent and Rinomoto in front of them Gives him a bit more protection, Alex. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, as as Dave said, Morrison was excellent today. I think a lot of that reason he was excellent is because most of the work he has to do is heading the ball away from when it's coming in from wide areas. They don't really have that much threat coming down the middle at them directly. Um, I don't think we've really seen it in any games yet where a team has kind of attacked us through the centre. And that kind of explains why we haven't, Really, I don't think we've really given up many big chances at all for open play. Um, and obviously the only goal we've conceded is against Cardiff from, from a set piece. So I think it's definitely helps that we've kind of got that double pivot with Rinomota and Laurent, which are breaking up the play really well and not really giving any teams the opportunity to kind of attack with a, with a number 10 style player or with two strikers there. We, we don't really give that opportunity. So teams are forced out wide. And Morrison is just ridiculous in the air and I mean Moore is actually a very good header of the ball as well so it, you're fairly confident when teams are putting the ball out wide that actually we're probably going to win the ball from a from a cross or a set piece the majority of the time and even if we don't you've still got Raphael there in goal um, and if he's being asked to make less saves then brilliant with less likely to concede so I think it's um yeah, it's it's probably a combination of the fact that we're playing a different system with Rinomotra and Lauren, and then also more definitely has found a much 
the higher level of form that he's had for the past year 18 months potentially especially that block today like you know you know that movie does we've seen it before where he'll just like come out and just spread his, his whole body yeah yep. his hands kind of hands to the floor yeah yeah yep. and uh he did it today like like i don't know 12 25 minutes to go or so uh maybe 30 minutes to go and uh after that free kick they had when they came out for a second chance and the shot came in you just love to see it it's great in slow-mo as well yeah, and you know you're looking at positives as well. We're we're unbeaten. We're still joint top. Bristol City conceded in the ninety, whatever second, hundred second minute, hundred second minute, yeah. super late. So we're still joint top um, on points with Bristol City. Slightly lesser goal difference. We have Wickham at home and Rotherham at home Tuesday and Saturday. So two very winnable games, Alex. Yeah, Wickham is a must win. You can't drop points against Wickham at home. Um, they lost again today. They've scored one goal in five games, and even that goal today was a goalkeeping mistake. The the goalkeeper's given the ball away five yards out from his goal, and Wickham have scored. Um, they're conceding goals for fun. I think they've conceded 14 now in five games, something like that. You'd expect us to get three points against Wickham and, and kind of kick back to that winning way. Rotherham, I think, will be a little bit of a tougher game. Um, I don't actually know if the Rotherham game is at home or away. To be honest, I'm not sure if it makes at a home. huge amount of difference with no fans. At home, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I said it on the podcast before the international break. If we got five points out of those three games, that's kind of like I would be a, maybe a bit disappointed, but not like upset because we'd still be unbeaten if we got five points. If we get four points from the next two, I'm not going to like throw my toys out of the pram and say we're. we're doing badly I think the majority of people and I think the majority of the squad would be upset if they didn't get six but um yeah I think if we get as long as we beat Wickham and don't lose to Rotherham then I think we're you know we're setting ourselves up to, to have a you know a really good season yeah and we've finally also seen the end of the transfer window so wanted to kind of reflect a little bit on what we thought of the summer transfer window. A bit strange with COVID in terms of the timelines, the, the window finishing well into October. But what do we think of the of the transfers, the signings that we have made and the players that we've let go, Dave? I think we've done pretty well given the circumstances. Um, obviously, a lot of the talk was around the player we didn't get. We thought we were getting Rakami and then we didn't. But I, I don't know. I'm not too caught up on that. Um, I think... If, we, if we'd have drawn a line under our business, just getting Josh Laurent in, I'd be happy. Like That that alone has changed this team. And I think that was a, a great signing. Um, I think I'm, I'm excited by Estevez um, coming in. Like, obviously, you don't want to do that thing. You watch YouTube and you get all excited. But, you know, speaking to Portuguese fans, they're, they're very excited about him. So I think it's good that we've got him. Funnily enough, though, um, Holmes is doing so well. Uh, you, you, you got to say uh, it's not like a, an instant swap into the side. I imagine he will come in, but um, when when you look at Holmes, you, you often think that opposition managers are probably saying, "Oh, target the right back." He doesn't play there normally. He's young, and neither of those things are true about Holmes. So um, we'll see how that goes. But definitely looking forward to see see him come in. Um, I think in terms of outgoings, getting McNulty out uh, was just good. Um, don't want to harp on him but getting him getting him shipped out was was good for him and for us and um yeah sam smith it's not like he was really um 
clogging things up in any way, but um, better for him to be playing football than not being involved. So glad he went out to Tranmere. Yeah, excellent. What what do we think, Alex, about the transfer window? Do you think that there's anything missing that we missed out on? Because there were rumours of signings right up until the, the, the end of the window. So do you think there's any kind of glaring holes in the squad where we could have done better to, to fill I those? Think, yeah, I think the obvious one is we didn't sign a wide player. If if anybody if anybody was going to drop any criticisms about the transfer window to not go out and sign like a wide creative player, is probably the the main error or the main miss. And don't like don't get me wrong, I'm sure the club have put a lot of work into trying to get one, so I'm not going to criticise them hugely. Um, but it's disappointing that we didn't manage to get one over the line. And obviously, as Dave said, we were linked with Raquel May for what was about five five weeks or six weeks or however long he lived at the Medeski for. Um, and I know the, the free agent window is still open and we've been linked with Van Para, who was at Huddersfield so there's still potential for us to go out and sign a free agent um, before you know before the window opens again in January my only concern about signing another winger would be that well not another winger but a winger my only concern with that would be that the squad at the minute especially in midfield is, is very very heavy already um, and I know we only play one up front, but we went through it earlier. We've got probably, what, seven, maybe eight players who could play in that midfield. Um, and yeah, we do only play five. But if you're going to go out and sign another one, eventually one of those players who thinks that they're a first-team regular is not going to be a first-team regular if you keep signing players. So um, it's going to be difficult to see how a winger comes in and, and kind of impacts the first team straight away, which I think is what Paunovic is looking for. What do you think? Of yeah, and also you'd say that the biggest deal, of, yeah, the, the biggest deal of of the transfer window for me is is signing over Ajaria on a permanent. You know, that was the one we all wanted. There was doubts about it at one point because of financial difficulty. So. You'd say getting Ajaria across the line, that is the real positive. And then I think financial constraints are showing, right? We're, we're having some a lot of loan players. Um, but actually getting Ajaria, as agreed from Liverpool, I think is an absolute steal. But anyway, we um, we move on. We we move on to Wickham at home on Tuesday. I think it's a must win. You know, they, they've scored one goal so far. Um, I think they had another one ruled out today, which was direct from a corner. Um, but... You know, beyond set pieces, which we've actually been fairly decent at, I've just put the kiss of death on us for Tuesday. Um, I think we we should be the class above, right? Um, hopefully, we'll be back with um, another podcast with Mister Man, even though he's resting today. Um, and hopefully, that means we're also back to winning ways after the weekend game. So, thanks a lot, Alex. Thanks, Dave, for joining us, and we'll speak to you all very soon. Thanks a lot. <laughs>